Hello and welcome again to an episode of Rethinking Rehab with Dr. Shane Smith. I'm a licensed physical therapist practicing out of Naples, Florida. I started my own physical therapy practice about five years ago and am happily delivering great quality care uh, here in my office in Naples, Florida. I know it's been a little while since I've been on the podcast beat. Uh, it's been a little crazy, chaotic down here with the hurricane and other things going on. I had a, a birthday party a few weeks back, and we're now into the holiday swing with Halloween with the kids and now coming up on Thanksgiving and before you know it, Christmas will be here. So it's just been a crazy time of the year for me. Uh, but I'm glad I had a little break in my day today to jump on here and do a podcast on a topic that's a little bit different, but I think equally interesting nonetheless, and has such huge impacts for everybody regarding strength and overall health and wellness that I felt that it couldn't not get its full own episode to discuss. So today's podcast topic is low testosterone and how it affects you. Um, many people would think about the comment of, oh, you got low testosterone, thinking this is completely a male-based problem. You know, guys aren't doing well in the bedroom or, you know, aren't strong like they'd like to be. It's testosterone-based and, you know, only affects half the population or half the people listening to this podcast. And you'd be totally wrong. Uh, testosterone is a sex hormone that is in higher uh, quantities in males. However, it does exist in females. Both males and females have testosterone and estrogen. It's just what percent concentration uh, one sex has greater over the other. So men have both, but they have higher levels of testosterone. Women have both, but they have higher levels of estrogen. So both these hormones are extremely important for so many metabolic and you know life processes that make our bodies work. Um, I felt that low testosterone is something that gets overlooked way more than it should. And I've started to realize this more and more where some of my older patients uh, that primarily are interested in strength gains or you know functional health gains that relate towards strength necessities, whether that be you know being able to go up a flight of stairs without having to hold the railing, be able to get in and out of a chair, get in and out of the car without needing their hands to help them, um, being able to golf 18 holes as opposed to nine, having the energy and the strength to do that. Um, I mean, I could keep going on and on with these comments that I get from patients that relate to strength. And a lot of them that I will give exercises and activities to help with strength do see gains and improvements in strength. Some of them may not see gains or improvements in strength, which has led me to wonder why. Why do some people tend to go to the gym and after increasing their exercise load uh, or just getting more consistent with their exercise load, see great gains and benefits from it, how others will do the same process and get nothing out of it uh, or minimal out of it, I'll say. Uh, and that made me think about there's got to be something missing for some of these people. And the part that I think is missing is this hormone testosterone. So if we think about what are some signs that we'll see in either sex, honestly, whether it be male or female with lower testosterone levels, it will be a reduction in muscle mass, uh, a reduction in bone mass, so the density of your bones will reduce, your drive for sexual activities reduces, energy level drops, your body fat content rises, and the increased risk or sites of hair loss. Um, emotional mood changes is another big one that affects both men and women. So you, know, you start thinking about that problem list, and that encompasses a ton of people. 
that are complaining of either bone density issues, muscle mass strength issues, energy level issues, being overweight, emotional depression based problems. I mean, you could see how many of these factors are going to layer on one another. I'm overweight, I'm weak, and I'm depressed about my current state. Oh, and by the way, I've been told I've got osteopenia as well. Would you start with something like that? And, and there could be a common miss, uh, missing factor, and that is their hormonal levels. After talking to about 10 different patients over the last week on this topic before deciding to do this podcast, I asked how many of them knew their hormonal values, what their actual testosterone levels or their estrogen levels were. Not a single one out of 10 had any clue anywhere close to what those levels were. Um, which made me think, how often are general practitioners and other medical uh, professionals checking these hormonal levels? The answer I came to conclude is very, very little are they checking these out, even for older individuals, uh, even individuals that are displaying blatant signs and symptoms of potential testosterone-related uh, issues. It just doesn't seem to be something on the minds of a lot of medical professionals. And I think it should be, because it's not a very hard thing to correct or treat. There's a lot of options out there for improving testosterone levels, whether it be men or women. Um, there's natural ways to do it. There are medication ways to do it. There's no real reason we couldn't do it. Um, so some of the common symptoms men I'll start with that might experience if they're dealing with low testosterone. The first and the most kind of blatantly obvious symptom that someone would have would be erectile dysfunction. So that could be difficulty with getting an erection, maintaining erection, or the uh, strength of said erection. Also, testicle size can reduce. The amount of semen that's released can reduce. Uh, another one would be difficulty with sleep at night. So if, if a man has sleep apnea issues that are getting worse, that could be related to testosterone levels as well as mood swings. And this is one I think that I notice more so besides just strength deficits and energy deficits with men is that they can either get very moody, uh, irritable over minimal things that should not upset somebody or they can get slightly depressed. So those mood issues can all be directly related back to their hormonal testosterone levels. And if we start thinking about what do we do for men with these issues, we look at some treatments for them. Um, with men, we're looking at different testosterone replacement therapies. So there are skin patches out there, kind of like a Nicoderm CQ patch. You can put those on somewhere that's discreet that will let your body absorb testosterone through the patch. There are gels that you can take. There are tablets they can give you. Uh, injections is another common option that has really good results in research. Um, and then you can also look at surgical pellets where they actually implant a testosterone pellet that slowly leaks in your body and maintains your levels for longer durations without having to remember, oh shoot, have I taken my testosterone today? Two other options that are non-medication uh, involved would be just increasing exercise levels which gets challenging if you're already low in testosterone and it's hard for energy and strength purposes to exercise, but this is one that does help. Looking at larger muscle groups like the legs is a better option. So strength training for your hamstrings, your quads, your calves, the larger muscle groups in our legs tend to produce a little bit higher overall testosterone quantities for our body. And another option is changing your diet. So reducing saturated fats 
uh, can have a big impact on testosterone levels. Also, uh, diets that were found high in bread, pastries, dairies, dairy products, and desserts are at six times greater risk for low testosterone levels. So if you're eating a lot of complex carbs, a lot of high saturated fat, fatty foods, um, there is a chance that is playing another part to your lower testosterone levels. Now with women, they're going to have symptoms similar but slightly different based on you know their anatomy. Um, so sleeping issues can be present. Hot flashes are more common. Uh, irregularities in menstrual cycles, uh, vaginal dryness, anemia is another major one other than the common issues discussed earlier that affect both of them, whether it be bone density, uh, muscle mass issues, energy level, fat content, those are all going to be factors that affect both men and women that might be low in testosterone. So when we're looking at this issue for people, you first need to know what is your number. That is found in a blood test. Um, I have found with patients recently asking them these questions, they have to push the question to their doctor. And typically their general practitioner will or have at least the last couple of weeks agreed to check their levels at their next physical based on some of the symptoms they're having. So if you wanted to know yourself what your levels are and you're getting some resistance from your general practitioner or other medical doctor that you're seeing pertaining to this issue, bringing up some of the symptoms that can be attributed to low testosterone is your best option. So by going into your doctor and saying, hey, I want to know what my testosterone level is in case I'm low, they may deem that unnecessary. But if you had said, you know, I've had a hard time gaining strength and I feel weak and my energy levels are really low and I think I'm gaining more weight, I feel fatter now, can I check to see if my hormones have any part to play in these symptoms I'm experiencing? You're most likely going to have a lot more success talking to them and getting tests run to determine your levels. So for a man, uh, normal male levels are 300 excuse me, 300 nanograms per deciliter of blood. So it's 300 to 1100 or 300 to 1000, depends on what research you're looking at in terms of your normative range. For females normative range, it's 15 to 70 nanograms per deciliter. Um, and that on a blood test will come out as just a specific number. It'll say, you know, 346 or 792, whatever that is for your testosterone. Um, if you're closer to the 300 range, I know they say technically under 300 is considered low. Um, I've talked to a couple of doctors that tell me under 400 is deemed low depending on your age. So if you're under 40, 45, and you're at a 400, low 400 number, you probably could be dealing with the same issue, even though it's not deemed low for your age grouping, what it should be, uh, it is kind of low. So that's a big important thing to get checked out. That kind of concludes whether or not you fall in this category. Now, generality speaking, 50% of men over the age of 80 have low testosterone. Um, so if you're looking at just your age and your symptoms, if you're in your 70s or 80s and you're experiencing muscle mass issues, uh, sex drive, energy issues, I'm getting fatter, I'm losing my hair, whatever those combinations may be, there's a chance you fall into this category as well. Because after the age of 40, we see a decline of roughly 1-3% to 3 
testosterone level annually. So depending on where you fall in that range, if you're on the low end at 40 and you're already starting to drop from that low end, this is something supplementally that might be needed to be looked at to improve your overall health status by increasing this hormonal level. Um, the question I get most from the patient population that's most interested in this is older men. Is this something safe for me to actually do? And obviously the answer to that question has to be determined with you and your general doctor that would be looking to prescribe this for you. So I'm speaking from a stance of generalities here. I am not talking specifically to one individual about this issue. I do not know their background health problems. Uh, but for the most part, it seems to be quite safe and effective for even older men and women to take uh, that might be experiencing issues as they get older in life. Um, some of the research out there is very skewed, and I found it interesting that I didn't come across a study for older men that did testosterone replacement therapy as well as strength training. They all kind of compared this or that. Um, some of the research showed lower dosages. Some of the topical or oral kind of testosterone supplements that were done at a uh, lower kind of dosage, I guess I'd say, uh, like 5 to 15 nanograms kind of a deal per week weren't as effective as the higher doses at a 200 uh, nanograms twice a week for 36 months uh, of injectable were, had really good results. So one of the groups, the studies that I read about showed a group of older men that got testosterone injections done twice a week at 200 nanograms per uh, injection and they did have improvements in bone density as well as improvements in strength and cognitive function so there was a lot of pros out of that group um, what was found was that bone density increased three to four percent in the hips with that kind of dosage and it increased 10 percent in the lumbar spine so think about how many people out there that are dealing with just osteopenia, osteoporosis issues, and potential low back or hip-related bone breakdowns, whether it be, you know, stenosis issues, degenerative disc disease, uh, arthritis in the spine. I mean, you can look at so many problems that this kind of a treatment might be extremely beneficial for. The risk factors that I did come across when it came towards uh, older men and uh, testosterone supplementation was fluid retention, uh, potential worsening of sleep apnea. So that's something that if you do have sleep apnea history to consider uh, a lower dosage or to just monitor how well your quality of sleep is. And there's some really cool products out there now that you can look at with heart rate variability when you're sleeping at night to determine the quality of restfulness that you're getting. Um, so something like that might be a beneficial addition to this the treatment if you're concerned about I've got sleep apnea but I really want to try the top the supplemental testosterone I'm just worried it might affect my sleep well maybe you get something like an aura ring or some other kind of uh, device that you can wear at night that kind of tracks how well your quality of sleep is uh, whoop bands I know a lot of athletes use those do track sleep quality as well um, you could potentially see a slight increase in breast gland tissue so some people would experience a slight increase in fat deposits in their chest as well as muscle increases so that's just an aesthetically visible negative um, the biggest issue discussed that needs to be related with physicians is 
potential histories of prostate cancer and issues with testosterone affecting that. Now, prior research that was done that's older always shied away from testosterone and prostate cancer. They just said that that is not a good combination. I will say the jury's out on that. There have been some more recent research done that actually PSA numbers dropped when testosterone supplementation was added instead of increasing it. So the prostate stimulating hormones uh, numbers kind of dictate how much of effects cancer might have on a prostate gland. Um, some recent studies have shown that testosterone did not affect that and did not increase or improve the likelihood of that cancer coming back. So that's once again, jury is still out on that one. Um, but for women, you know, they don't have nearly those kind of risks to worry about uh, that some of the men did. There were still some issues with sleep apnea they talked about. Um, obviously, there's no prostate on a woman, so that wasn't an issue. Um, but one of the things I did find interesting for women with low testosterone, you know, you'd ask why. Um, birth control can lower your testosterone. Uh, antidepressants, steroids, statins, or opioids can all lower your testosterone levels. And you think how many people, I won't just single out women, there's a lot of men in this category that are taking statins for their heart, that are on steroids for something bothering them, take antidepressants because of their mood, or opioids because something hurts because they're not strong enough to get pain and other issues improved otherwise. You could see how you're constantly perpetuating a problem that could be solved by just supplementing hormones to balance your body naturally out. Some of the research I actually read said that women should be 10 to 20 percent uh, of that of what men's optimal levels are. So when you start looking at men's optimal levels of, you know, 750 to 1,000 was the range they used for optimal men. Then we're talking women should be 75 to 100, maybe even higher than that, whereas before the normal range right now is 15 to 70. So overall, both men and women could have substantial improvements in cognitive health, in physical health, whether it be strength and bone density, whether it be energy level increases, um, mood and you know brain function, uh, sexual desires and just general health benefits from normal sex lives that, that create from that. Um, and another layer that was discussed that I haven't brought up yet is post-surgical. So one of the most common times I see people's strength deficits hurt them or weakness be hard to overcome is after a surgery. Total knee replacements, total hip replacements, things of that nature that require increased strength needed to support a new joint or to allow for normal movement after the surgery has taken place and you've been, you know, healing and not moving, getting weaker over a few week time period, what better time to look at improving general bone density and muscle capabilities for strength than when you've got a rehab after a surgery of that magnitude? That is the time where deficits become most blatantly obvious and where I think this hormone therapy would be most beneficial is after we've just recently had surgical procedures and we're already low on testosterone going into surgery, um, that can make recovery a lot tougher. So it might be another uh, avenue to look into doing testosterone replacements, not just to help with 
overall symptom impact, but if you are low without symptom impact, helping your overall benefits after surgery in terms of recovery process. I think that would be extremely beneficial to look at that option to help with our outcome measures after uh, joint replacement since we're doing more and more of them, not less. So anyways, low testosterone, how it affects you, how it affects others. A lot of people will benefit from increasing these levels. So I hope this was informative. I hope uh, it, it rattled your head cage a little bit to think about missing pieces in your life that might make your life a little better. And don't be afraid to bring up these topics with your general practitioner or medical doctor that you see uh, because they're the ones that are going to get this ball rolling for you literally. Have a great day, everyone. Until next time, stay healthy.